Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Ooh, welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 385. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Go ahead. Let's, let's skip the buy sell. Let's just get right into the big news. Yeah, your boy is officially engaged. I'm officially a fiance. Should I stand up? You should. <laughs> it's an insanely long. Well, track it's well there. deserved. It's well deserved. In fact, you know, let's. Oh boy. <laughs> let's give you the let's give you the clap as well. Big news! Big news from from I'm all grown up, man. All grown up. Happy for you, man. Thanks, dude. It Fiance's, went well. It went well, man. It went smooth. It went smooth. You, you I did not cry. Me... I thought I would. I did not. She did. Okay. Well, you t- you were telling me a little bit about it before we hopped on, but you didn't tell me if she, you never explicitly said if she said yes. That was She never did say yes. Okay. It was immediate tears and crying. A lot of oh my goshes, and then I was like, so, so like, what's the deal? Is that a yes or like, what's up? So yeah, officially said yes. Changed her name and my phone to fiance. I keep wanting to type finance with my thumbs. I don't know what that's all about. I'll work on that. But yeah, officially official happy for you facebook official which reminds me we did have one uh one voicemail off the top and figured i'd play that here for you good afternoon good morning good evening hello gents it is jacob from pennsylvania and i'm really not calling about baseball this time i'm calling to give a big congratulations to our dog mr reyes sir congratulations on your engagement that is wild uh, this is going to be an exciting time for you and your fiance. Super happy for you. Stoked for you. And again, really just wanted to say congratulations. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, boys. Oh, thanks, Jacob. Appreciate it. Just I, all the uh, love for Nate. Yeah. It was funny. I was telling, um, cause like, and you know this, like when you're putting like so much thought in like the plan and the execution, I feel like I went brain dead after. Like it That's was like normal. this yeah. huge weight off my shoulders. And then I was just like, I, I people are asking me questions. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, you just want to go take like a 12 hour nap, dude. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I got it done. I'm glad I got it done. I'm glad it went well. I, I have no answers for you after that. Like, I don't even know, but yeah. So I've just, I've had to tell the same story. 
over and over again to like 12 different people. So that part's everyone well, wants I mean, to, everyone wants to know, you know, we could have been, we could have been earlier on the list if someone would have showed up on Monday, <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. That's on me. That's on I'm me. I'm over it. I'm over it. Little, little brunchy brunch with the, uh, with, with my side of the family. And then it just, yeah, I, it just turned into a long day. It's been a long day every day for a while. I could have given the people another solo pod, but mentally, I just, I just wasn't prepared for that because <laughs> I was just all in on hearing about the proposal and running it with you on Monday. And then you uh, said you couldn't. And I was like, God, uh, don't uh, got the, don't got the fuel in the tank. It's understandable. Didn't have it. It's so, understandable. Two and two and two weeks is not, is not ideal. So, but we're here. We're back. I'm back. We're back. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going the, to the beach the next week at, this Crap. weekend. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we can get you get you two pods next week. But in the meantime, a let's solo get in. from Nate would be wild. I'd love to see that. I don't, I, I don't maybe know. we do like one of those Patreons, and that be the bonus content. It's just Nate talking to himself for an hour, <laughs> once or twice a week. I would pay oh, for that. Boy. I don't know. Because I wouldn't be on the call, obviously. So I would have to, in order to get that content, I'd have to, I'd have this to true. figure out a way to to pay for or to to get it. So, yeah, we'll see what we can do next week. We'll we'll try to get you two pods. But in the meantime, we're here. It's Thursday. Happy basically weekend. Uh, let's talk. Well, specifically Rangers Astros this series that they just played. Uh, but more broadly, the Rangers just as a whole. I don't Goodness, know bro. what has happened. They've made a lot of people look foolish uh-huh. over the last number of months. With with chalking them up as the division champ in May, June, and here we are in August. They're not even in the playoff picture. If the postseason started today, which it doesn't, but if it did. The Rangers are on the outside looking in. And that's not even a sentence I thought I would say a week, maybe two weeks ago. I know. I know. But we've talked about, like, I don't think people understand. Like, don't wake the beast of the Astros. Like, don't sleep on them. But as too experienced. But as a proponent, meaning you, of the school of thought that the Astros just tend to wake themselves up when it, when the calendar turns to September, would you not just say that it's more of that and less of any provoking from any one club or any sort of narrative or headline? Because there's really the, the the Astros right now are not really in a position to take on the whole us against the world thing, because They've been playing about as well as you would expect mm-hmm. with that roster construction. They're a good team. I'm not taking anything away from them, but like, it's not like you have anything to prove. I mean, you won the sure. World Series last year. So you, it's not like you necessarily have anything to prove. I, I think, and I'm asking you, do you think this is more of just par for the course for them come September, the way they're playing? 
Yeah, they just know how to do it. They just know how to do it. Like, in the addition of JV at the deadline, it was like a... I don't even know if they needed to be refueled. But they were. I... It's annoying. I think everyone in the baseball world just like ready for that window to close. You know? You would think it would be sometime soon, but they just professionally know how to be in this position, it seems. You know, like the the Rangers, I think the Rangers are early anyway. I think we can all attest to that. Like we can all agree that coming into the season, everyone said the Rangers would be good, but like still not quite there then they took off and then they decided to steal a tradition that was not theirs if we're gonna find a date if you're we're gonna so, bring it back to a specific you're so event upset about this I don't if we're gonna bring it back to a specific event what if they just started playing sweet Caroline I would frankly, honestly laugh at them because it's like it and the, my, my school of, or like my mindset on it is the same for the Yankees. Like it's the Yankees are head and shoulders above the Rangers in terms of franchise star power. It does. It shouldn't even be a blip on my radar. It shouldn't be a blip on your radar that they did this whole roll call thing. It's, it's honestly, Nate, if it's, we're gonna, it's a sad state of affairs if Yankee fans are are so worked up about the fact that the we've Rangers got, tried out the roll call. We have nothing else to get worked up about. So <laughs> this is <laughs> how far the mighty have fallen. Yeah. So all I'm saying is that if you wanted to find a date of where the collapse began. Okay, let's. Awfully I'm, interesting. I'm not saying this is the date. I believe they went on like an eight or nine game losing streak after that roll call. I don't know if they're still doing it or not. But like, be original. Go find your own thing. Go do your own thing. That's all I'm saying. So I see a tweet here from four days ago that said the Rangers are three and 13 since doing the roll call. So you tack on another... Was this a three-gamer? Yeah. Yes, yeah. The Astros? Yeah. Yeah, three-gamers. So, possi- I don't know if there, was a day- if there was a day off in between there. So, three and 16, possibly three and, what, 17, four and 17, somewhere in there. Not good. So, you might be on to something there. See? I told you. It wasn't even just a sweep either. Like, that was a domination. The Astros took the Rangers out to the woodshed. Um, I mean, damn. 39 to 10. The Astros outscored the Rangers. 39 to 10. And I put out a tweet after the second game uh, indicating that the Rangers or that the Astros through two games had outscored them 27 to 7. And I'm like, I need to take advantage of this like discrepancy because you know, who knows the Rangers come out tomorrow. They put up a fight and yeah. the, this discrepancy doesn't look as, doesn't look as good. It looks worse. Uh, <laughs> somehow, 
Somehow it looks worse. The Astros Ooh. went out and lost, or the Rangers went out and lost 12 to 3. 12 to 3. With the yeah. sweep, they drop out of the playoff picture, as I mentioned. They're, as of uh, Thursday, as of today, entering Thursday's play, they're half a game back in the wild card race from the third spot. And they are now three games back in the division. The Mariners in second, one game behind the Astros entering Thursday. Let's not act like this is out of hand. Like, like, let, let's not act like this is irreversible. There's still time. I'm not counting them out entirely, but it's been like this arguably since the All-Star break. Like, they've been pretty underwhelming for a while. Yeah, I mean, I won't say they've played historically bad. I mean, maybe they have in certain facets of the game. I don't know. I don't have, like, the the details in front of me. Maybe they have been playing historically bad. But I just think they've hit a pretty lengthy, rough patch here. Yeah. And even with that, even with as, as poorly as they've played, they're half a game back in right. the wild card, and they're only three back in the division. Right. So that says to me... Well, two things. How well the Astros have been playing as of late to reinsert themselves into this division conversation, which, by the way, well, let me finish my second thing. (laughs) Speaks to how well the Astros have been playing, but also speaks to how well the Rangers had been playing the first half of the season to position themselves in a place where they could play this poorly and still be in the conversation. My other point that I was getting to, did you know that the Rangers had been alone or tied for first place 148 of the season's first 149 days? Wow. Did you know that? I didn't. I That did not register with me. That's pretty big time. That's pretty big time. Does this, is this oddly familiar? With last year's Yankees? Just shooting for the moon in the first half. And then an epic collapse. Seems familiar. Seems familiar. I I think Rangers fans... Even if you miss the playoffs, I, I would I would go as far as saying even if you miss the postseason, I, I I would still be okay with like what's going on. Yeah, it would hurt. That's a gut punch, but like you're on the come up, dude. You have a lot of pieces. You have a Hall of Fame manager, probably a Hall of Fame pitching coach. Like you've got all this stuff in line to start cracking in. But at the same time, uh, it's, coming from a team that thought their window was opening like six years ago and nothing ever came from it. If you don't take advantage of those those opportunities when your roster is configured the way it is and when your youth, like your 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 vets are in their prime in Simeon and Seeger and your youth are like really coming on, you got to take advantage of this. Because you only have so much longer. And that's what I'm saying. I I think I'm getting to a point as a baseball fan where I'm just not even hearing the argument of like, well, I mean, like you're a little early, so like be happy with it. It's like, sure. 
it's like, no, too much happens in a baseball season where, you know, in a normal, in a normal situation, if you have a team like the Rangers who you want to label as early, early this year, you have a situation to where the Astros aren't exactly world beaters this year. Mm. So it's like, okay, you may be early, but you've put yourself in a position to where you can actually do what you plan to do in the years to come right now. So like, yes and no, I, I mean, you and I both, what, I mean, going back to like the Seager signing, we were like, don't be surprised within the, the coming years. I have a quote graphic somewhere saying as much where it's like, don't be, don't be surprised if in the, in the coming years that they make further additions mm-hmm. to bolster this roster mm-hmm. and go out and take over the West. And up until just about now, they were able to do that this year. And like you said, there's still time, but like, you gotta, you gotta write the, I mean, it's, it goes without saying, but you got to write the shit because you got too much working in your favor. At least you did the first half to just let this slip away this yeah. late in the game. Um, I don't know if you could pull it up quickly. Cause I know we talked about it last week. I don't know if we talked about the Rangers specifically, but we were talking about like the strength, of schedule. Do we know the strength, of schedule for the Rangers moving forward? Cause I mean, look, a half game back out of the last wild card spot that I mean that can get corrected in in a single series you know so I don't, I don't think it's time to panic but it is time to like all right boys let's pick it up so the Astros have the 28th lowest strength of schedule and then the Rangers are more middle of the pack they're 18th but Seattle is ninth so as the the ninth easiest schedule or the ninth ninth hardest toughest. schedule. Yeah. Okay. So uh Mariners are ninth toughest, Rangers are eighteenth, and the okay. Astros are twenty eighth. So it's I still think, there, dude. I think yeah, there's gonna be some shifting for sure. Yeah, I think even with as well as the Mariners have been playing, you can skate past them, but you're looking down the barrel of the Houston Astros who year in and year out do not go away. I will say, I feel like when the Astros can sniff the division, they just, they just go, you know, they just go. And, and a, and a guy like Dusty Baker knows the importance of taking that division versus flirting with the wild card spots. A couple other notes on the Rangers. Rangers have lost 15 of their last 19. It's crazy is that their run differential is still better than anyone else in that division. I don't know how, because the Astros had 16 home runs (laughs) against the Rangers this series. That's not real. 16? 16. Jose Altuve had about 12 of them. Oh, boy. Jose Altuve. Well, before we get to Jose Altuve, just wanted to throw out a note about Game 3. You had the former Mets All-Star Hall of Famer, the greatest pitchers to ever wear the Mets uniform, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander going up against one another. No, that was 1,000%. Sarcastic. Don't come at me with Tom Seaver and all that. I, I, it, it was a joke. Don't kill sure. me. Sure. 
Max Scherzer, three innings pitch, six hits, seven earned runs, four Ks. Gave up a grand slam to Jose Abreu. Verlander on the flip side, seven innings, four hits, only one run, and six Ks. Uh, What's the set? I'm sorry, keep going. uh, Just had a question for you. It's a sad day, if it is, but is... Are, are are we at the point in time where we have to start asking the question of uh, whether or not Max Scherzer is washed? Like, are we? I mean, because Cy Youngs, we've reached the we've we're pat, well past the point in time where Cy Youngs are part of the conversation with him. So at this point, I think we've transitioned to is Max Scherzer capable of giving you a, a full healthy season where he's not given up seven earned runs every start. I, I don't it I have like this theory with certain guys like this that just for the record, I'm not how... saying he is washed. I'm just saying, like, are we to yeah. point in time? Because I just feel like every time you look, it it's just nothing but bad news for, for Scherzer on the bump every fifth day. I just wonder like how much dudes like this check out of regular season games. Like, I know he's a dog. I know he's a competitor. Yeah, but, like, actually, let me find this tweet because I found I, – I saw something that was rather – I was just looking at team leaders, by the way. Who would have thunk that the team leader in ERA was going to be John Gray? How about that? Uh Oh, Addison at Yankee World on, on Twitter, X, whatever. I, I've said it before. This is just a great account. We got some great nuggets on there. Max Scherzer in his last three biggest games, October 1st, 2022 against the Braves, winner takes the NL East lead. Five and two thirds, nine hits, four earned runs. 2022 NL wildcard. That was against the uh, Padres, if I recall. Four and two thirds, seven hits, seven earned runs. Today against the Astros, three innings pitch, six hits, seven earned runs. So I don't like... Sure, we can say he's a dog, but like That's you got excellent point. You gotta show it. You gotta show it. It's an excellent point. Which brings me back to the question: Is like, I mean, because at the end of the day, for Max Scherzer, regardless how he threw, you could always fall back on, well, he's gonna give you everything he's got, but between health issues, between weird like i don't want to say scuffles but just weird chemistry with with teams and front offices and stuff just the way with the it ended with the mets like i don't even know if he's capable like has he reached chris sale level to where you know chris sales out on the mound yelling and screaming but it's like dude it's lost its effect like it mm. that doesn't that doesn't mean anything i'm not scared anymore. of you anymore yeah yeah like you can you can yell and scream and get get everybody hyped but like it no it it, it it's a lot it has lost its effect have we reached that point with max scherzer i don't know i mean it doesn't matter the number of showers you take you just can't wash that met off of you once once the met Ugh. I've been. I haven't just What's been saying that, that since. Dank is on you. You can't get rid of it. I haven't been saying <laughs> that since just this past March. I've been saying just that playing. Justin Verlander looks fine. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying that about the Mets for the last 
since like three marches ago. Yeah. But to be fair, Verlander went home. Scherzer's going somewhere new. You're talking about back-to-back new places. Different pitching coaches, different catchers. I get it. Different but he, philosophies. This isn't the first time. I know. Arizona, Detroit, L.A., Washington. He's been he's been around. So I don't know how much I would buy into that. But just a just an ugly showing from Max. Uh, on the flip side, though, however, Jose Altuve. On the flippity flip. Catch you on the flippity flip. Five home runs in his first two games of the series. He actually had five home runs in six at-bats, if you count his final at-bat of the game prior to this series. The fourth player in MLB history to hit three home runs in the first three innings of a game. People didn't believe me. That's how crazy it was. I I saw this tweet because it didn't even it didn't even click with me because I'm like oh wow three home runs in a game but then I went back and I looked and I go wait a minute was that in the first three innings and I went back saw that somebody put out a tweet and said actually you know I gotta I gotta yeah give the, go ahead and read it word for word I gotta that, give that, that tweet hits credit different that it just didn't even make sense and that's what I'm saying is people thought it was so crazy because they're like you're just making this up I go well no. Clearly, you just don't understand how innings work. <laughs> Slight clutter on Twitter. Craziest baseball set ever. No, seriously. Jose Altuve had three homers before the seven, eight, nine hitters for the Rangers even had their first at bat. Put your head around that one for a second. Wow. That's stupid, dude. That's stupid. How? <laughs> I. I just can't even. Oh, it's so annoying. I'm so sick of them. But they have guys that just like. They don't care about personal stuff. They don't care. Like if you had a down year, if you're having an average year, if you were out with injury, it doesn't matter. Like once you start smelling this time of year and and the trophy coming close, you just turn it on. You just go back to your old ways. Oh, like don't be surprised if Bregman, like Bregman had a eh, year, like nothing crazy. Michael Brantley, they bring him back off the I.L. The first game he's played since like 22, and he puts a he puts a bomb out over the fence. Like, what are we doing? Immediately, dude. Immediately. I didn't. I saw a little clip that during the Yankee series. Uh, you were Don kind of tweaked something in the outfield. Was he back for this series? Yeah, that's a good question. He was playing left field. I think DJ LeMahieu or somebody hit a gap shot, and he like went to go make a play, and I, he just got sniped. He just got snizzied. Yeah, he was he was back for this one. He's chilling. Okay, cool. Just want to double check. Actually, I, he he went deep a time or two. I think. Sure, makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's what he does. Shocker. Yeah, he's got twenty five on the year, even with missed time. Um, Insane. What do we? I mean, not that we have to spend too much time speculating, but what do we think the uh, outcome is for the Rangers here? Do we think they write the ship? Do Here, three questions for you. Hmm. Do we think they write the ship? Can they get the division? No. Will they get the division? Third question, if they miss out on the division, do they get the wild card? They're out on the division, I think. Wow. 
Okay. I think I, I think I'm all out on the division. I think just having like the Astros feel in that spot. And especially with their a super easy schedule the rest of the way out. Experienced. I think it's I think it's their division. Seattle makes me nervous, dude. I don't know why. I just don't know. I they I don't I don't fully you, trust the Mariners. You've kind of yeah, to. you've waffled on the Mariners a little bit. I want to. To be fair, a lot of people have, and they've yeah. given good reason for that. What's the strength of schedule for the Blue Jays? Who currently hold the last spot, the half game lead over the Rangers. Blue Jays are twelfth. So middle of the pack with the Rangers. Rangers are 18th. Blue Jays are 12th. I don't know, man. I want to. I think I I want them in there. They've been bad for a while. You're talking Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're out. I think I'm all done. Uh, no. That Scherzer, just seemed... like your Scherzer notes just really make me feel a certain way. Here's the thing, though. Like I said, going back to my point, they've lost 15 of 19, and they're half a game out of the... I know, but they had a big, fat lead. Sure, but like, assuming that they don't play at a clip of 15 out of every 19 the rest of the season, which I don't even know what what percentage that would be. Assuming they play even remotely better than that, you would think that the, at the very least they'd get a wild card spot. No. So they've played 139 games. Yeah, the Blue Jays aren't doing anything special either. What the heck? I'm not out on the Rangers. Wait for I just freaking want that to movie. Be, I want that to be said. I don't know. I don't want to pick right now. I want them there. I'd rather see them than the Blue Jays. I don't know why. I'm sick of the Blue Jays. I think most of America literally would agree with you on that. Suck it, Canada. Um, any other thoughts on the Rangers before we move on? I don't know. This kind of, this segment kind of stinks literally because of how bad they are. Smelly, smelly. Do you want to move on to, I mean, honestly, something that's not much better. Well, you got to go get some, some dudes this off season. I tell you one guy they're not going to get. Julio Rios. Arrested on felony domestic violence charges. Was that was that mean? Was that transition mean? I don't care. I support it. I support arrested it. The guy's on, scummy. Arrested on felony domestic violence charges on Sunday. Um obviously had we recorded on Monday, we would have been able to cover it on Monday, but the recent the most recent development 
is that he was placed on administrative leave uh, yesterday, Wednesday. So that's that's the latest we have on that. It is as many people let let will, that will let you know in the comments. This is not his first encounter with such an issue. Uh, in 2019, was arrested on suspicion of domestic battery. Uh, was not charged, but if you recall, was suspended 20 games by Major League Baseball. Yet another instance of Major League Baseball tanking it into their own hands, kind of letting these dudes know what's what. Which, I mean, I can appreciate. I mean, at least we're not the NFL where, like yeah, we've talked about before, you're suspending guys back. longer for weed than you are yeah. abusing women. Um Safe to say we're we're out on Julio Rios for the for the Dodgers this season, correct? Like we've seen the last of Julio Rios in a Dodgers uniform. Yeah. Possibly in an MLB uniform. You think? Okay. A felony charge, dude. Felony charges are large. I mean, that's big. You're doing time. I put a trust me. I've been watching suits. Okay. I know felony charges are up there. I put a with Passon's tweet about it. When he uh, broke the news about him being placed on admin leave, I put a poll underneath his tweet and said, who plays again first? And I had Julio Rios, Trevor Bauer, Wander Franco, and then none. (laughs) 53. No. Julio Rios got 13.2%. Trevor Bauer got 24.4%. Wander Franco got 9.2%. And none got 53.2%. <laughs> so uh, from boy. most likely to least likely, you had nobody plays again. Trevor Bauer, Julio Rios, and then Wander Franco. Oh, no, man. It's all just pretty disgusting. I know we're chuckling, but it's definitely not a laughing matter. Like, this is... You have the world in your palm. The world in your palm. Kids looking up to you. He's one of the few, like, stud pitchers that um he's from mexico right i believe mm-hmm. yeah so it's like just you have like an entire country of of kids that are you know pitching wanting to be you and grow up to and it's just it's just ridiculous man it's just ridiculous so i don't know i'm done and for the dodgers it's i mean uh, this is a lot they've taken a lot of blows dude they have a lot of blows. But I mean, what's let me let me pull it up. I should have pulled this up earlier, but I'm now I'm curious. So now that you bring that point up about the rotation that they've had to band-aid together this year, what I mean, he hasn't been exactly lights out. No. He was on my late. fantasy team. So Yeah. So I mean it's not I mean, yeah, he had a few starts there, a few good starts, D backs, Rockies marlins but his last two red Sox, he went 68 hits six runs 
Braves, he gave up nine hits, five earned runs, only went five innings. So I mean, he's he's kind of on the year. He's throwing a force. He's got a four six with a one one six whip. Mm. Not that anybody cares about win loss, but he's he's eleven and eight. So not exactly the no Julio Arias that the Dodgers were hoping for. Is uh, did I see that Walker Bueller was throwing a bullpen recently? He did. Yeah. I don't think there's any chance of him starting games and going. No, no, deep. no. I I think I did see. Let me see if there's been any updates on that. I think um, it was more a vision of him possibly coming in as some sort of relief role. Yeah. Which obviously, if you're not starting games, that's what you do. But I mean, I think given his his journey back, that's all you would really want and hope for. And just hope that he can give you what Walker Bueller can give you in yeah. the smaller window of time that he's on the bump if he makes right. if he's able to make it back. But I mean, it's just it, it's a time of year where like you want to be fully stocked as much as you can, and like you're you're battling through injuries and you're battling through guys coming back and September call ups and like all this stuff. I mean, in many ways, it doesn't matter the kind of season you have. You just, you really just screwed your team, you know? And if the Dodgers were done with Trevor Bauer, you can best believe they're done with Julio Rios. I get it. He's been there longer, but like, I I just, I imagine Julio Rios walking into that clubhouse and seeing the face of like, you know, all these guys that are just there. I mean, like Freddie Freeman and Mookie just being like, bye. See ya. You know, like good husbands. Just being like, I have no, you've, you've lost all respect. See ya. You're gone. I think he's done. I don't think he's pitching again, especially for whatever that first one was whether it was a rumor or something dropped. I mean, obviously there's suspension involved, so it's like, it's good enough to get that. So yeah, dude, you're all done. Sayonara. I just don't know if the Dodgers are healthy enough and loaded enough. We've I, seen this before. They, they dominate in the regular season. They know how to win regular season. It's just when you get to the postseason, you got teams that are, I, I just, I can't, I would take Philly over them. Absolutely take Atlanta over them. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Philly, that's a good that's a good uh I don't like vibes comp. vibes are just better. And yeah, I don't want to say comp, but like that's a good that's a good question to to consider. Like would you take as it stands right now, assuming you don't see Arias for the rest of the year, would you mm-hmm. rather would you rather be the Dodgers or the Phillies right now? I'd much rather be the Phillies. I mean, you already know how I feel about that answer. So, um, we'll be in Philly. Should we announce? Oh, that? true. Yeah, I don't even really know when I, I maybe was going to mention that in the buy sell. That, sure. Yeah. That uh, I don't know. My last couple of buy sells, I've mentioned that I've literally made purchases. That was <laughs> another one. That was yeah. Speaking of which, the Trey Turner Uni right here. You can you see go. it on YouTube. Um, yeah, made the 
purchase yesterday, two days ago, two days ago. I got the if necessary game three wild card tickets for Philly. So if that that's happens, gonna be a sick weekend if that happens. I really hope so. So if that happens, we'll get Nate out here. We'll make the drive up Thursday evening. Which I was thinking about that. With both wild card games being that day, if there is two game threes, uh-huh. I don't even remember how they do that. Would it be like one in late afternoon or something? Probably. I feel like those are pretty early. Because if it's earlier in the day, I might have to be taking off more more work than I thought originally Ooh. planned. I'm thinking... Well, I, I feel like you have day games for those, those wild card rounds. I'm October, sure they don't have times released, right? October... So this would be Okay, October 5th it says AL wild card number 3 at AL division winner 3. AL wild card number 2 at AL wild card number 1. NL wild card number 3 at NL division winner number 3. NL wild card number 2 at NL wild card number 1. So you could potentially have four games on the fifth? My head hurts. I don't know. I just hope that Philly game isn't too early. Because if so, we're going to have to fly out here at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. I'll sacrifice it. Yeah, so those tickets are purchased. Still got to nab the tickets for game one, the ALDS for games one and two in Baltimore. Because at, that, at this point, that's a, that's a given. So if all stays the same, that would be a oh, that would be a Phillies Cubs game. Nice. Dude. Yes. I can I can dig it. That sounds sick. This NL wildcard race is nuts. So if it stays as is, the the Marlins would get the uh or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Not the Marlins. Mm-hmm. No, the Brewers. I mean, sorry. Or no, no, no. That division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marlins would get the Brewers, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Phillies Cubs. That'd be sweet. That would be sick. Um. All right. And we need it to go three games, too. That we do. That we do. I mean, is there a scenario where we do the Wednesday if the Phillies get the first dub? Can I don't care. That? I'll quit can my we, job right now. Can we, can we make that happen? <laughs> hey, speaking of quitting a job, Anthony Rendon should quit his. <laughs> um, what a clap, dude! I'm I'm done with Rendon. So I'm, done. Um, you know, I honestly, and it's on record. You can go back to the older episodes when. He got into it with that fan. I came to his defense. I was like, I don't necessarily condone like grabbing the guy by the shirt, but like also remember that these guys are also human beings too. And that doesn't grant fans the right to say whatever. Sure. I don't care how much money you spend to be there. Like you, you're a human being. They're a human being. Like 
treat him like a human being. Yeah. I came to his defense there and have come to his defense over other various things throughout his career or rather his angels tenure, because there wasn't much defending that needed to be done when he was in Washington. Cause he was consistently solid. However, this most recent thing, Sam Blum three on Twitter, he's a reporter, I believe for the angels said, tweeted a few days, couple, couple days ago, a few days ago, Anthony Rendon, when asked for an injury update, quote, no habla ingles today. He then put on a hoodie and left the clubhouse. Dude, you're in no position to be saying the things that you're saying and to be responding the way that you're responding. I agree. You owe this franchise so much, <laughs> and you haven't even begun the process of paying them back for what you've essentially robbed from them. This is legal theft is what we're looking at here. Is this above or below Chris Davis? As far as one of the worst contracts ever. I, I mean, call at it at least Chris Davis played, dude. Right. That's what I'm saying. Call like, it yeah, he sucked. Yeah. It, you could call it recency bias, but at least you could tell Chris Davis was like, he was broken Cared. up about the fact yeah. that he was not providing any sort of offensive output. Anthony Rendon just has seems to have taken on. He's like almost turned heel yeah. in a weird way. And I'm like, this this isn't you, man. Why? Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe his uh, true colors are showing this year. I don't know what's going on. But uh, this has to be one of the worst, if not the worst, contracts in baseball. Like, the well, guy stopped stinks. looking like a pirate. With the Nationals. When when he was looking like an actual Pirates of the Caribbean pirate, the guy was a stud. Yeah, now the guy stinks. He cut his hair. Danny Vietti on Twitter. Anthony Rendon is in the fourth year of a fully guaranteed seven-year, $245 million deal, which includes a no-trade clause. Oh. He is currently the third highest paid position player in baseball in terms of AAV. He has played in just 36% of the angels games. And not well, no, no. This guy really bamboozled a lot of people. No, Avalon Glace. You suck, dude. At D one S C H E R on Twitter. Just so we all have some reference on how bad the Anthony Rendon contract has been. Albert Pujols' three lowest games played totals in an Angels uniform, excluding the COVID year. 99 games, 117 games, and 131 games. Anthony Rendon's last three years under contract in Anaheim, 58, 47, and 43. Anthony Rendon's contract, seven years 245 million. Albert Pujols contract, 10 years, 240 million. And then he closes the tweet. It's not even debatable. Rendon is one of the worst contracts in MLB history. Straight robbery. Theft. And you're not even remorseful about it, dude. That's the thing. That's Angels but... fans must be some of the toughest SOBs out there that team is cursed man i think they're ready for like they could take on anything if you're an angels fan you're ready to take on anything 
Yeah, you know, I've really gained some respect for for Angels fans this year. They've had to go through a lot. I bet they get flat tires like all the time. Oh, no doubt. Like their little belt loop gets stuck in the door handle. No doubt. Stub their toe pretty often. I think that's just the life they live. Brutal. They step on Legos around the house. They don't even have kids in the house. Like, I know. Whoa. It's just like, what are these Legos doing here? <laughs> Why is there a box of Legos here? Yeah. Why are they scattered all over the floor? Uh, I'm, I honestly just feel bad for them at this point. Yeah, man, that's that's a tough team to be a fan of right now. What a train wreck. Um, NL Cy Young race. I don't want to talk about Rendon anymore. Guy's a chump. I'm out. Fair. I'm out on Rendon. Fair. Um, just briefly, I mean, obviously we still have a little under a month left to go, so no sense in chalking up a winner just yet. But it's worth looking at. It is. Because I think for a good portion of the year, in the first half at least, people were penciling in Spencer Strider as the runaway winner. But I think as it stands right now, Spencer Strider's third looking up at Justin Steele and Blake Snell. Yeah. Respectively. Baseball reference threw out a post yesterday. Oh, I got it. Side by side. And it's like... It's so tough, dude. It's so it's it's difficult. It's not if you're trying to dwindle it down to two. I think Spencer Strider is the clear You think? Bronze medal winner. Yeah, I mean he's got I, I know people say what they can say what they want about wins and losses and ERA and that there's thing that there are metrics that are more advanced to measure a pitcher's success, but if you're bringing a three five six to the table Going up against Justin Steele's two five five and Blake Snell's two fifty. I put full out a run, yeah. I put out a let me find it. I put out a post the other day that was referencing a tweet that's uh or I don't even think it was referencing a tweet. I think I just looked it up. Uh Blake Snell is averaging three point seven five hits allowed per start this season. Not runs, hits. Three and three quarters hits yeah, per start. That's, that's pretty nuts. So, is Snell in a walk year? Why did I think he had one more? I think he had one more. Here's here's something crazy oh, no. though. Twenty twenty four. Oh, free agent. Oh, all right. So he is in a walk here. Yeah. Get paid. Get your bag, Blake Snell. Listen to the walks, though. Justin C only has 33 walks to Blake Snell's 89. Yeah, which is which is why his whip's a little higher. Um, but yeah, but they're all about in. the same innings-wise. They're all in the 150s. 89 walks for Blake Snell. Goodness that's, gracious. That's not good. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. But he's not getting enough hits either. So yeah, I'm not awarding a Cy Young based on how many guy, how many walks a guy gets. For up. sure, for sure. But at the same time, like Justin Steele, I mean, he's not going to crack 200 strikeouts. Snell and Strider already have. It's so tough, dude. 
Snell leading the way with a 4.6 war. Yeah, and not that this is what this is about, but I mean, you you bring in the the narrative that always surrounds the MVP race and like how much value does a guy bring to his team? You can team very sucks. You could very easily make the argument that Justin Steele is yeah one of the top three reasons mm-hmm. that the Cubs are where they're at right now. I agree. I I mean I don't know what the Padres do. I mean Blake Snell can he can't hit. He can only do he can only throw. <laughs> so that's not necessarily on him. It's just it's just another thing to consider. And I know this isn't the MVP race, but just something to look at. Braves fans are just so pissed right now. I saw it. That's another. I'm, this is like the the episode where we just highlight every tweet that we saw because I saw another. Um, I saw an interesting tweet about like their stars. Um, I can't find it. But it was something about like they they have all of these guys who have been I'm paraphrasing, but essentially saying like they have all of these guys who are in the hunt for these various awards and they could they could they could go on to not win any. Yeah. You got Spencer Strider in the Cy Young race, you got Ronald Cunha Jr. in the MVP race. I think there was True. There was something else. Um but yeah, they could just miss out on all of it, which I think is interesting. But that also speaks to more just how well-rounded of a club they have because mm-hmm. they don't need to rely That's on... That's what I'm saying. Like, students. stop. Shut up. Braves fans need to shut up. Just stop. Stop wanting everything. You're the best team in baseball. You're demolishing teams. Just shut up. You don't need every award you're most likely going to get a trophy. So just relax. That's all. I don't know how they could win a trophy if I already had the Phillies in the World Series. I don't know what path would allow them to do such a thing. Like, are they going to switch leagues at the end of the regular season? How does that work? You really got that going, huh? Phillies are going to the World Series. Sharpie. Um... (laughs) Running through some, highlighting some uh, recent performances here as of late. That was redundant. Royce Lewis, first player in Twins history with Grand Slams and back-to-back games. He's hit four Grand Slams and 44 games this season. All-time record for Grand Slams in a year is six. Dang. That's all the guy does is hit Grand Slams. I think it's either Manny or A-Rod. I don't know why I feel like I know that, but I think I do. I think you're right. It has, yeah. Uh, A-Rod has 25 career Grand Slams, most Ah. by any player. Don Mattingly and Travis Hafner share the single season record with six Mm, in the season. I think I was thinking overall, yeah. Oh, that's right. I put out a post about this in the offseason. In Mattingly's the Wikipedia thing says in Mattingly's case, his six Grand Slams were the only six Grand or were the only Grand Slams of his major league career. That's so wild. So he played what twenty like 
Yeah. Almost 20 years and had one had one season. That's pretty wild. We broke into the Grand Slam record books and then just mm. did it six times. Mm. That's cool. Wild. Baseball is weird, man. Uh, Tyler good Glass for, now. Good for Russ Lewis, by the way. It's good yeah. to see a guy that's number one overall pick finally wake up, be healthy, help that miserable franchise. Probably should have been your everyday shortstop. Just saying. Yikes. Tyler Glass now, 14 Ks against the Red Sox. I only really wanted to highlight that because, I mean, obviously, great outing for Glass now, especially uh, having to come back this season from injury. I really just wanted to bring that up just to highlight how bad the Red Sox were this this series. <laughs> they struck out 17 times mm. in that in that game. Do you know how many strikeouts they had in the series? Three game set or four? Three game. Gimme give gimme give 40. 47. Oh. 47 strikeouts. Oh, what? They suck. That's so bad, dude. Giancarlo Stanton reaching the 400 home run milestone. I think I saw what? Fourth fastest? Yeah. Um, oddly In enough, baseball. that was just on baseball reference. Two. Fourth fastest behind A-Rod, Babe Ruth, Mark McGuire. Fifteen hundred and twenty games. My takeaway from all of that was Anthony Volpe burning his time out to Tony man. This kid's tapped in, bro. I love it. I'm a huge fan of it. And I even posted it to my story. And I was like, I hate the Yankees, but I love this move. But please, can we, why can't an umpire figure this out? Just come on. Like we don't. And, and people say like, well, they can, they can request an exemption for like the first, we don't, we shouldn't have to do that. Like just have a feel for the game. Seriously. I don't, I don't need managers, front offices requesting that we have like, you know, like exemptions for the, for the pitch clock rules and penalties. Just understand the game. Yeah. My goodness. Seriously. Like that should not be, it shouldn't have to be burned by Volpe. Like an umpire can take his time, clean the plate off, do something. It's so, and, and. And you say like, well, how are they supposed to know? They, they should get a little report, like they, a little they do. something. These, umpire, dude. these umpires talk with one another, like they're tapped in. Don't be fooled. Don't don't be tricked into believing that they have no idea that these things are going on. But also, like if you see if you see a standing ovation after a home run, and you look up, you take one glance over, and you see the huge standing, scoreboard that says four hundred on it. Four, yeah. <laughs> Didn't even counter in the jumbotron. You look up at the yeah. jumbotron; it's got four zero zero on it. And you look over and you see him tipping his helmet to the crowd. Just call time. That's call it. time. And then the person that's up in the press box or wherever they're at, running the clock, just be like, "Oh, clearly, I need to hold off for just a second. He goes back into the right. dugout. You start the clock again. It's yeah. that simple. Like it. I. It's thirty seconds. You know what I mean? Like it's not like completely changing the game we don't need to assign no. this timeout or this 
forced ball or forced strike on somebody like stop. And it makes us look like idiots for getting all worked up about it, but it's just such a simple thing that it it shouldn't even be those, those moments are being robbed and those are cool moments. And you know, like it 400 home runs is a big milestone. Give this man a second to breathe. Terrible. A uh, couple fantasy players to keep an eye on as we are fully into the final month of the regular season. Royce Lewis, as I already alluded to, he is rostered in 33.6% of leagues. He is still available out there, huh? He is, uh, I snatched him up this morning. Got a 14% <laughs> bump, so get him while you still can. Between September 3rd and 4th alone, he had 26 points. So uh, just a guy to keep an eye on if you need, as I always say, if you need a little depth addition. And then another guy for the Cubs, Javier Assad, rostered in 32.4% of leagues, has seen a bump of 21.6. Look at that. He's got he's had five consecutive outings going five plus while allowing two or fewer earned runs, posting a one six two ERA, a whip of point nine three, and twenty-four to eight K's per walks across thirty-three and a third innings. It's pretty good. I would say it's pretty good. You got some ground to cover in uh in fantasy. We don't want to talk about it. I got the first yeah, round. So you got by. time. I'm you just shaking off the shaking off the dust a little bit. We got time. Week and a half. Two, I had two weeks off. Yeah. Just shaking off the dust a little bit. Uh my weekend matchup. Speaking of Javier Assad, I got the D backs at the Cubs. Keep an eye on this one. It's a four gamer. It starts uh today, actually, Thursday. Game one, you got Ryan Nelson versus Javier Assad. Game two, Zach Gallon versus Jameson Tyon. This one, if you only get so one game of this series, this is the one you want to tune in for. Game three on Saturday, Merrill Kelly versus Justin Steele. Mm-hmm. And then game four on Sunday, you got Brandon Fott versus Kyle Hendricks. P-Fat. That's all I got. P-Fat. Give me Mariners at Rays. Just because of the playoff implications, specifically with the Mariners, it's just ridiculous to me that the Rays are just coasting at this point. But I think they are. Eight-game lead in the in the wild card. They're chilling. Uh, game one starts manana Friday. George Kirby going against Taj Bradley for the Rays. Brian Wu going game two for the Mariners against Aaron Savali. And then Bryce Miller going against Zach Eflin. Not necessarily anything scary for the Rays, but again, like the Mariners need everything that they can do. And I bet the Rangers are doing a little scoreboard watching this weekend. So that's my weekend. Closing the book. Um, I don't know if you saw the update, but the Angels decided to use a body double for Shohei Otani at photo day. Yeah, what's that I think about? I, I think I just read that he wasn't available for it. Which what does that even mean? Kind of. Yeah, I don't even know how you're not available for for. for photo Hopefully, days. he's filming a new New Balance commercial because I am going to break something if I see that stupid commercial again. Hey you! 
I hate that freaking commercial. You know what I'm talking about. You no, know I've what I've never I'm ta- seen this commercial. Get out of here. You know what I'm talking about. If you watch MLB TV, you know I do this commercial. I'm gonna pull it up. No, don't play it. I'll throw my phone if I if I play. I'll it, watch. It. I'll watch it later. All right. No, the only commercial I see is like a stupid. It's just um, him alone. It's just him alone in Tempe Diablo, and he's pitching and he's hitting, and it's a New Balance thing. Yeah, I definitely. And it's seen the that. song. It's just the song that drives me crazy because it plays every other commercial for every game. Uh, yeah, haven't seen it. The only commercial I see, and I get, I'm so sick of it. You want to talk about throwing a phone? Is it's like a Land Rover, Range, what Range Rover, Land Rover, what one of those two? I think it's one of their commercials, and it's a mm. stupid song <laughs> because it's one of those commercials where you can hear like the first few seconds where they're like it's the start of the song, yeah, but it's not loud. But you, the second you hear, it, what's like, oh, the crap, song? This is that stupid. I don't know what song it is. I think it's just like some some like instrumental thing. But you can hear it, and it gets really loud all of a sudden. It's not the it's not the going on a bear hunt song, right? No, you know, that no, no, commercial? no, no. And forgive me, Land Rover, Range Rover, whoever it is. It might not even be you, but it's some car commercial. I'm pretty sure it's them. <laughs> I don't even. No, I can't. I can't like. Let do me hear the it. melody. Just I can't close do your melody. eyes. Let it out. I can't do it. I sang. When did you sing? No, you said, hey, yeah, that's not singing. That's like two words. That was my version of singing. Close All right, eyes. so it starts Get out, it goes, it goes, um, <laughs> and then you hear, dun, 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 and then it goes into this like, <laughs> And then it like goes into the like financing and all that stuff. But it's unbelievable. It was I love it, it. Just the worst. I hate <laughs> it. Uh closing the book here. All right, we already did, we already started closing the book. We did Angels Use Body Double. Terry Francona says, quote, it's time. He says, My body is telling me that or no, he says, My body's telling me that, my head is telling me that, and I don't want to stay on for the wrong reasons. He's calling pre- it. I've been pretty clear with the guys I work for, told them to start preparing. So dang. Hate to see that. This would be a sad one to to watch leave. Possible return down the road, maybe. He's been dealing with some health stuff yeah, for a while. I, this this isn't like a all it's is a, good on the health front. Thing. Yeah. yeah. This is very much like a, I think for the sake of his well being, I think it'd be better if he just hung it up. It's too bad. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough to see him go. Um, we If we would have chatted Monday, if we were recorded Monday, we would have covered this. But did you see the pitch clock is going to stick around for the postseason? I saw it sticking around, and it's not getting extended, right? They were nope. trying to push it up a little bit. Uh, Whatever, dude. I don't know. I mean... We're going to have to get to the ballpark so early, and we're just going to have to get all the food before the game starts and then just sit there with piles of food because I'm not yep. leaving my seat. No, definitely not. So Yeah, that's a good thought. We need to we need to start planning accordingly for that because I, I hadn't even registered that. Yeah, we'll I think they there. need to do a better job of like what those vendors are carrying up and down the rows. 
maybe we can adjust. Like maybe yeah. let's tick it up a notch from the hot dogs and the cotton candy and the peanuts. Yeah, who is really buying that much cotton candy? Like right. give me an item that's more in demand. Or those psychos that are buying the skewers with all the fruit and like chocolate. That's not a real like thing. on them. Like what it's like no one's that's buying not those. a real thing. What Walk around with cheese steaks. You haven't you haven't seen those? I know what you're talking about, but I have not seen those being carted around with the definitely seen those walking around i don't know what you're talking about i just walk around like some cheesesteaks or chicken tenders or like stuff that we want what elitist baseball games are you going to where they're walking around with chocolate covered fruit skewers Hmm. you know (laughs) oh that's not a real thing i don't believe Uh, it's i've definitely seen it and to be fair i haven't been to a game all year weird so weird You've been to World Baseball Classic. That's got to count for something. Uh, that's true. Um, and lastly here, the whole Jackson Holiday hotel room thing. What was that about, dude? How? Apparently, uh, he had problems getting the room. David Hall, <laughs> David Hall VP on Twitter said, because of his age and youthful look, Jackson Holiday had to talk his way into getting a, a room at Norfolk the night before why isn't the team taking care of this (laughs) that's what evan longoria commented on the post on instagram he was like uh did the team not have this (laughs) taken care of he's he said i'm sorry the team didn't have one booked um we've we've officially made it by the way yeah i mean if you got longo come on yeah uh i kind of side note here i commented like a long time ago, back on Juan Soto's post, just ran. I don't even remember what the post was, but I just commented King and left a little crown emoji, and he liked it. And I almost printed it out and just hung it on my wall because I'm like, <laughs> okay, Juan Soto, Juan Soto knows what's good. Um, yeah, I. When is um, I'm waiting for the haircut on Jackson Holiday. It's you. It's. It's getting close to time. Well, I saw I saw a bunch of people talking about like, oh, how do they not know? Jack-? I'm like, you think some hotel front desk worker knows who Jackson Holiday is? The only reason we know who Jackson Holiday is is because we follow baseball and we're like aware of the top prospect. He's not even playing Major League Baseball yet. So how can you expect somebody that doesn't even pay attention to the sport know who he is? Yeah. That's a little goofy. It's like, where's your dad, kid? And I bet you, and even as good as his dad was over the years, I bet you if he walked in, those people wouldn't know who he is either. So don't, don't give me this whole like, well, they should know who he is because they don't. And nor should they, if they don't pay attention to the sport. He hasn't even had a cup of coffee at the big league level yet. Although he's close. Some wild comments in here. Just, I don't know, man. People are. Someone just out of left field said future Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People, chill. people need to chill. People were going off just out of left field, man. Just from the clouds, dropping the most asinine comments. Just insane. <laughs> mm. Yeah, like last thing I'll say, we'll get out of here. Speaking of comments on that post about that I referenced with the tweet where I was talking about Jose Altuve had three home runs before the seven, eight, nine hitters. Some guy on Facebook, shocker, gets on there and was like, imagine listening to a girl about baseball stats. And then I followed up and I'm like, 
dude, just just say you don't understand how Indians work and 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 move on. Yeah. I'm like, what a weird thing to say. People just say the darndest things. Facebook is a is a dangerous place. An absolute cesspool. People got upset about Twitter and they slid over to Facebook and just brought their hostility with them. No, Facebook Facebook has been it's established. Been like this. I I can't figure out how regard. to freaking delete it, dude. They asked me for my password. I go through all the steps to delete it, and it's like, finally, what's your password? I'm like, I don't know. I set this up 15 years ago, so couldn't tell you. We'll get we'll get you squared away. If you really want to delete it, I can help you out. I, I do this stuff for a living, so delete all of it. We can get you squared away. Uh, that's all I got. We covered a lot. Um, Sweet. I'm gonna stop making a promise at the end of each episode, saying, "Oh, we'll we see might you guys. see you, we might not. <laughs> we'll see you guys." <laughs> this uh, could eventually. be the last recording ever. You never know. You never know. <laughs> God forbid. Uh, but should things go the way we've already talked about them? We'll uh, we'll see you guys Monday. I'll be coming to you from the beach. Hopefully, apparently there's like the the Hurricane Lee or whatever, or no? I think is it tropical storm right now. I can tell you that no one here in Arizona has ever paid attention to a hurricane before. So, That's true. I don't know why I'm asking you. Pretty untapped. Um, let me see. Is it a hurricane yet? Either way, it's making its way like sort of to the east coast and we're going to north myrtle for the week with mm. Meredith's family so yeah that's not ideal could be tough so all that to say could be recording monday could be fighting for my life who knows one of the two but at some point you'll hear from me hurricane lee looks like it's a category is it a category two Ah, first tweet I see. Hurricane Lee explosively intensifying in the Atlantic this morning. Well on its way to a Category 5 intensity. Oh, okay. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Well on its way. Oh, boy. Good luck out there, kid. Hurricane Lee has jumped from 80 miles an hour to now 105 miles an hour in just six hours. Humming. It's humming. Headed straight for you. So we went from a Zach Granke fastball to an Aroldis Chapman slider uh-huh. in their matter of six hours. Good luck. So yeah, you may hear from me Monday. You may never hear from me again. <laughs> Flip of the coin. We'll see. Uh, that's all I got. Cool. Peace out, everybody. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love you all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.